0: You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast where we talk about faith, relationships and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make him known. Now here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome
1: back friends. We are meeting today again with Josie. I hope that you will go back and listen to part 1 of her story, but Josie, when we ended last episode, you were telling us that we really needed, it was important to take time to pause and seek and see God for who he is. And that that was really a pivotal lesson in your life and how, you know, the world, the enemy life can keep us very busy, even with very good things. And we tend to think, well, I don't need God right now, right? It's not a conscious thought, but subconsciously I'm like, I'm running, I'm doing this, I'm picking up kids, listen, I'm busy, it's life and I have to be responsible. But this kind of diagnosis, a diagnosis of breast cancer, if you didn't hear the beginning of Josie's story, I really, I encourage you to pause here and go back to the last episode with Josie and listen to the beginning of her journey. So once you realize that, how did that change? Once you realize that you needed to pause and you needed to seek God, because in your marriage, your husband was overwhelmed with an illness with your daughter. And we're talking about almost two months within three month period. Two of those months were spent in the hospital with her during your diagnosis, during you seeking treatment and the right decisions for you and your family. How did that change the direction of your journey? Right.
0: That's, that's when you're like, wow, this is real. <laughs> yeah. That's when you, you know, you have to stop. You, we have our moments in our life, you know, and it's going great. You know, you never expect cancer to be part of your life. You really don't, you know, you, you do what you need to do. Maybe you eat healthier. You don't eat healthy. Maybe you do your things of life to maintain yourself. And that's never been part of your family Never in your genes, no you know, or you did but it's not breast cancer, something else. and you're overwhelmed or you're not overwhelmed, or you have problems going on or you don't have problems going on. But in my life it happened. It happened all at once. It was just back, back to back, back to back. And you would think at that moment I would question oh God and say, why? Why why is this going on? Why? I know I've been able to overcome a lot. I know you've always, I've always been thankful and grateful for every triumph in our life. And it's been a wonderful life. And now this, my poor 14 year old daughter going through so much at a young age. She was paralyzed in one surgery. Thank God I had the best doctor. brought her back, fixed her up. She overcame that. Finally going home. We're home. She overcame that. She still was home for six months on homeschooling. While well, here comes December. November was the, hey, you have cancer. December, you're doing all your tests. January, you're doing more tests. Finally, February 24th, I had my double mastectomy. And how do you overcome all this? How do you move forward every day? Knowing at home you have a daughter who, who's walking very, very slow, can't lift things, not going to school, was probably sad, doesn't see her friends. COVID kept you in a bubble as well. How do you overcome this, guys? How do you overcome so much burden, so much stuff going on in your life? You overcome it with God. Hmm. You overcome it with your friends, with your family. Some of you know me and you follow me on Instagram, Jane array 4 um, <laughs> at Instagram. Um, I share my story because maybe someone's having a same thing, a bad day, yeah, trauma in their life. Maybe they're going through breast cancer. Maybe there's something I say that they can connect to because just saying, hey, how are you? Are you okay? Can help you. Just a song can help you. A text can help you. Cause you're allowed to have your days and we're going to have our days. We're going to be down to the floor. I had many of those days and some, I share some of those moments as well because it's not all roses.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people during a time like this, you know, we're all made differently. God designed all of us differently. And there's a lot of people that have become very private yeah. and there's even, I want to say a little bit of like shame and I it's guess, the weirdest the bad, yeah. thing. Because you're like, how can I be ashamed? This is happening to me. I didn't do it. But there's this little layer of shame where you're like, I just wish nobody had to know.
0: Right. Just like, like any other, like back then in the days, there's so many conditions and, and you know, you loss of a baby, you know, when you're pregnant and, and you lose your baby, um, people wouldn't share those stories. And now you're like, oh, a lot of people go through this and they can help you overcome those feelings that nobody else has been through that would understand.
1: Yes. I think it works both ways because when you open up about it, and I'm not saying everybody, everybody, that's just not everybody's calling or journey, but when you're open about it, not only are you encouraging someone, but once you're, you put it out there, people can come and encourage you and they know what you're going through because when we hide it, listen, there's there's people that are, at the end of the day, I think being open not only allows God an avenue for you to help others, but now people are aware of what you're going through. And guess what? Now they're praying for you. They're supporting you. They wanna encourage you. They wanna walk with you. It's, it's not a big group because not everybody can handle something like this. And we're talking about a double diagnosis because not only were you diagnosed, your daughter had her kidney problem. And then she had her surgery on her back, which had a horrible, rare complication.
0: (laughs) Rare complication.
1: Not everybody can handle that. So talk to me about it. I know that your sisters and your brother, like your brothers showed up for you and your friends, I think, in a very tangible ways.
0: Yes. And I've also that posting things out has created so many prayer groups with my name out there so many that my I get chills every time when I hear people I'm praying for you and just that show I every day I live a testimony every day I live a testimony and I'm going to give you one testimony was if you went back to my first episode of my grandmother's dream with my grandmother right that was the first testimony every day my, gr- my daughter overcoming is another testimony. Another testimony I'm going to give you. My job. During this time, before we get to the job, all those prayers, are you're going to see how it leads. And I know this, this connects. Everything connects. My friends praying. People I haven't seen since college were praying for me. They would send me things at home. I mean, it was just the most beautiful thing, a card. And I would continue praying every day. And I know his words tell us as a compass, you know, like a compass that tells you north, south, east, west. That's how I felt his words coming through people from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, through the internet, through the Instagram, through my life, through my daughter, through her friends, through her friends' parents. But then you also have, a life that you create your job your job is what pays your bills how am i gonna overcome this i've missed so much work already uh i wasted all my days pay days off with my daughter i had no days off when she came home finally in january we were doing my husband was doing a short-term leave and guess what god still provides as much as i would weep my some days He would encourage me with his words and the words that would come through other people. So if we go back to December, as my daughter's in the hospital with her back surgery, I get a tip from someone saying, hey, they opened up a position in the district for pre-K to be a curriculum support specialist in the pre-K world. This is a position that hasn't been opened in 15 or 16 years they opened two positions. I was like, wow, okay, great. This is something I've been wanting for years, but I don't know if I'm ready to leave the classroom. I love, I love, I still love teaching. I love the kids, but I've missed so much work already. I missed a whole month. And before that, 25 days over here, in and out, you know, what are these kids? And now I have cancer, I have cancer. How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna give my daughter what she needs, help my husband out with our bills and our family, give everything to the kids in my classroom because those are my other kids and then take care of myself how am i gonna do this i would be in my prayers how am i gonna do this lord and guess what what he put in my path. i didn't ignore it i didn't ignore the message i applied for the job And guess this mama had an interview sitting in miami children's hospital knowing i had cancer still not knowing the outcome of my daughter in the middle of her crisis. I did a job interview on Zoom. I couldn't change the reality of what was going on in my life. I couldn't change my daughter's situation. I couldn't change that I had cancer, but I could only hope and I can only pray that this was the path that he was giving me. I didn't understand it. I couldn't. I couldn't understand it, but I'll t- tell you more. Applied for the job, did the interview. I got the job in December, at the end, I got the job. A week after they told me I got the job. I got a full-time 12 month job. And I was like, yes, oh my God, I got this job. This is great. This is something I've been wanting. It's in the pre-K world, but I'm not ready. I love my class. I love my kids. How can I do this? I made a commitment to this class in August. How can I go in January and just leave them? I can't, those are my kids. But then I sat and I prayed and, and and he told me, he said, this is for you. He's like, this is he's putting it in my face. This job is for you. But I don't understand. How can I leave these kids at the middle of the school year? How am I gonna start a new job knowing that I have cancer? I have a family in my school. So I prayed long, hard, and, and I took the job because I said I can't give the kids in my classroom my full self and they're gonna lose out. They're gonna lose out and me not being there, missing work, going to appointments whatever it was. I didn't even know yet about chemo. Right. I was just at the point of I'm having a double mastectomy and maybe radiation. So I wasn't even thinking of that yet. And God put this path in me. And January 21st, I worked the month of January. Once my daughter came home that first week, my husband stayed home and I went to the classroom. And during that, those two, three weeks at work, I prepared I prepared the kids, I prepared the class, I prepared, tried to find someone to come in and replace them, replace me. Finally, we found 3100, Ms. Gabby, amazing, great, awesome person, human, and she took over. January 21st, I left and I joined the district, Dade County Public School District. That week before I left, I called my boss and I told her about my situation. I hadn't told them yet. I didn't know how to say that. Hey, I'm starting off with you. I have cancer. I might not be able to give my full effort or self to your job. You know me. I'm I'm a 110% type of girl.
1: Yeah, you're an all-in kind of girl.
0: I'm an all-in kind of girl. And it was hard. It was hard to go to a new job, not being your 100% self. At this time, you're still yourself, but your mind is not there. There's a passage that Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive us. The Lord forgave you. I prayed and I surrendered. I surrendered to him and I asked him for my forgiveness. I asked him to give me strength and I thanked him. And I thanked him for him dying for us, for us living and for any mistakes, anything that I've done. You have to surrender to move on. You have to surrender to God to see the light that he has in you, to see who he made you to be. Because all, we all have a gift. You just may not have to see it yet. So you have to surrender to him in order to see it. I have lots of gifts. But one of them, <laughs> we know that now. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> so I left the classroom and I went to work and I gave my four weeks before I had surgery February 24th with my double mastectomy. That job was there. He put that in my path, not knowing that he had done that. Looking back now, we are in August, the end of August, and I can't thank him more for this job. I wouldn't have been able to overcome the beginning part of this journey of cancer. I wouldn't have been able to find energy or to heal. Being in a classroom with these kids that I love so much and that I can give them my, my full self to them would have hurt me more. Now I'm able to go into the classrooms and help the teachers and still give them as much as I could, but it wasn't hurting them. I was still helping them. So I had to stop and I had to see that. I had to see what he was giving me and that he gave me that gift that I didn't see. And I didn't understand at this point in my life, you're gonna give me this new job. But I listened to him. I listened to his word that he sent through other people i listened to his to his encouragement i may not understand it and you may not always understand why at that moment or what's the reason behind this or you may not see what's coming next and another thing if it wasn't for my daughter's trauma and i miss so much work already would have i taken this job
1: because it's- i love that god stepped in and intervened for you and said okay this is i know what's coming he knew you needed chemo he knew you needed rest. He knew what you would, your physical body, as well as your emotional body was gonna go through. And he made a way, he just, he put everything perfectly in your path. And I think that that's something that happens every day in our lives, but we don't see it so clearly. But that's one of the gifts of cancer. One of the gifts that you get when you get cancer is you see things with a spiritual eyes, you see things with eternal perspective, you have a greater understanding of what your basic, deep needs are, and then you just watch him meet them out of your time frame. Like, how did you know three months ago, two months ago, that I was going to be needing this? How did you know in January that in August, when school was starting, I'd be struggling with my energy level, and I'd be struggling through another another surgery, another complication, another infection? He... Like some people would say, but look at what you've been through. You know, you, you've been through surgery. You had an infection. You had another surgery. Aren't you angry? And I'm like, wait, didn't you see how he lovingly met her at every one of those stops?
0: Yep, he did. For her? He did. He held my hand, you know, and it's funny how you say when you go through cancer, it doesn't matter breasts, any cancer, you see in a different way. I think it's John 8. It says, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. I see now what he was guiding me to do. And sometimes I may not. But once I see it, it sets me free. I feel that peace that he's put on top of me this whole time. I've never been angry once. Not once. With him. Never. Because I know whatever the result is, good or bad, I'm at peace. I have hope that every day I I get another day. And you have to look at any situation in life that way. You may not see it, but you have to believe him and you have to trust him for you to see it and for it to set you free.
1: I think, Josie, that that's such an important lesson, again, of just surrender. Because when you say, I've never felt angry towards God, you've had some very tough days, you've had some very low moments where you struggled to like find your joy maybe, or, but yeah. even in those moments, you're not saying everything's been perfect. You're saying oh. you've, you've always been in surrender. And I love yeah. that our worship, when we lift our hands up, it's like that surrender, like when they're holding a gun to your hand, you surrender, yeah. just offering everything to God and saying, I don't understand this right now. Why another infection? Like why another surgery? Why is all of this happening? But I can still trust you. I can have questions. I can have doubts. I can struggle to understand. But I still trust you. I still trust you, and I'm able to offer it to you and say, "Well, it is what it is. I can't control it, anyways." So instead of trying to control it, which is which I think causes bitterness and anger, because you're not going to control anything, you surrender it up to God.
0: That's a lot a lot a lot that you can't control it's how you put it in god's hands and how you accept him and surrender to him that will lead you to the next phase on how to deal with it you know it's just like there was a point and i never forgot this this other phase in this journey of finding out once i had my my mastectomy things changed a little bit now i've went to my, cancer went to my lymph nodes. They found cancer in the nipple area. So it changed a little bit. And now we're at oncology and we find out that I need can- chemo. And that and was is- a journey in itself. <laughs> okay, that was
1: a- <laughs> that in itself.
0: process was quite a journey. And, and, and I see it now. <laughs> um, and also, you have to also think that it's just not about you. It's also the people around you that are in this journey as well, whatever journey it is, whatever trauma it is, whatever situation it is, it's not just you. It's the people around you that get affected. And and I never forgot this Monday. I find that I need chemo. I take my husband. Finally, he goes to his first appointment, like real good, you know, real important appointment. Let's say that. Because he would always go to the first. But the first is like, okay, let's see what we're going to do. This is no, this is like, hey, you need chemo. And Tuesday, I need, I get my port in. Thursday, I come home to my husband on the phone, talking to my sister about getting another opinion. And I just went ballistic. I started screaming. I said, what the heck is wrong with you guys? I'm done with this. I already know. I've already accepted. I have a freaking point in me. What else do you want? I've already done. Stop. And I was just so furious, furious. Why are we keep looking for other answers? This is my path. This is what I have. a. This is it from the beginning. I'm, I had a gut and I'm like, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. And I'm okay with it. Yeah was just so upset at him and so upset at my sister I surrendered I talked to God I let the anger you can't you can't make a decision and you can't do things because of your emotions and you have anger inside of you and you're upset you know it's normal we deal with that every day guys every day there's a situation that's gonna come across you know and you're gonna be upset and that's okay that's part of life you're gonna hit the wall and that's okay you're gonna crash that's okay now how do we go from there and I had to step back. I had to step back. And he's like, you know, okay, I'm going to let it be. I'm going to give this to him. He hadn't accepted this yet. I said, okay, well, have a second opinion. Because you can keep going and finding another opinion, another opinion, another opinion yeah. until you find what you want. Yeah. But I trusted my oncologist. I trusted all my doctors. I made a good relationship with them. And I let, I put it in his, and I let him, I let him have that other opinion. I let my sister have that opi- other opinion. And guess what, guys? <laughs> as much as I didn't want it, it was supposed to happen.
1: That's right.
0: And it was a beautiful, beautiful moment that I had with, with this other doctor. Things that I didn't see, things that were brought up. Not because my oncologist did, wasn't, was dumb or my oncologist didn't know because he's amazing. But this woman is in a different league. She was put in this path. So now we, at the end of it all, my chemo was starting that Monday. My oncologist spoke to this doctor on a Friday, Saturday, Saturday on a Saturday. Yes. And on Monday, my oncologist called us and he's like, this is going to work. This is going to work. He was so excited. He was like Yeah, this is going to work. Are you sure? I trust you. I trust whatever decision. If you don't agree with her, he's like, no, she's right. She brought up things that I wouldn't even think, but she's right. This drug is going to attack this this cancer. And this drug is going to attack this part of your cancer. And this drug is going to attack this part of your cancer. And we don't have to do six cycles. We could do four cycles. And then you don't have those long side effects. And I'm like, okay, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure this is going to work. That's why he kept saying, this is going to work. This is going to work guess what? Tuesday was my chemo. He changed everything Monday. And I, and he's like, and guess what? I'm going to call her back for some other opinions.
1: Yes. I remember, I remember when that happened. So I was on the other side of it, getting the phone call, like, what is wrong with Josie? She's, she's very, you know, she's upset. And I'm like, wait, let me explain it to you. I can explain what's happening. She's already surrendered to this path. And now you're coming and you're trying to change the path just go ahead and get the second opinion. Nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I'm like, listen to me. Listen to me. She's going to appreciate it in the end, regardless of what the outcome is, get the second opinion, but recognize that you guys need to leave her a little out of out of that process. Because your brain, yep. gets to a point that I can't consider more options. So if you want to do that, you can do it. But just don't, I don't want to hear about it until the decisions made. And I think that brought her into like, okay, so I'm gonna do this. Because for a minute they were like, no, no, she doesn't want us getting a second opinion. She's very upset. I'm like, she's not upset at you guys. She's upset that she, there's no concrete plan and she can't consider now you're gonna, I understand because that happened to me. My first chemo, they were like, oh no, your liver has a problem. You need to go and get a biopsy and you did it. And I was like, wait, what? No, I already have a plan. I don't think you had the ability at that moment as neither did I in my moment to communicate what was really happening in your heart. And I remember we talked about it. I was like, Josie.
0: I was so pissed I called you. I'm like, do you believe what my sister did? Do you believe this? She yes. did this. <laughs> I
1: was so- and I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's process this for a minute. Why do you think she's doing this? What do you think her heart is for doing? She's worried about you. She loves you. She wants she has the ability to get you a second opinion at a top hospital let's just let's just remove ourselves from that and she was trying to help my husband too i know yeah he was upset at me for a minute okay yes. <laughs> what do you mean she's got to do chemo and you're like yeah here and he's like he wasn't happy with that he wasn't happy until i explained my, listen i had i brought my pointers okay this this and he was resource yet and he was like wait it's in her lip notes did i know that would no, she's stage one. And I'm like, well, let's revisit because when you have your lymph nodes, I mean, it was just, now I look right. back at it and it's a beautiful orchestra. It is, it of is. everything it working is. together.
0: you look back and, and, and you're like, wow, there really is a connection with everything. You look yeah. back at it and you're like, wow. And there's nothing concrete. It's things have other paths Yeah. and other values. Yes. other mountains, other hills that it takes you through and other streams that you didn't know were there and were created. And, and it's like going back and you know that there's, I don't know what's the Bible verse. I can't think of it, but one that says only God knows the plans for, for you.
1: Yes. God knows Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He knows the plans he has for you declares the Lord to give you hope and a future.
0: Yep. Love that. Not and to harm maybe you. His plans don't match with you. Right. But we have to be confident that they will, and they were designed to give us hope. And you Absolutely. have to think of that always. There is hope at the end because of him, yes. because of his plans that you may not see that are good. And if something doesn't come through, maybe it's not supposed to. Exactly. God has a way of when we
1: pray and we trust him, and that doesn't mean there's no complications. Because mm-hmm. Josie is an example of what kind of complications can happen, not only in her daughter, the first visit to the hospital with her kidney complications, then the surgery, another complication, and Josie has had her fair share of complications. We are not yep. teaching a doctrine of follow God and everything will be perfect and your plan will be oh. planned. And a miracle worker in that way. Right. It doesn't, trusting God doesn't mean that everything works out perfectly. It means that he works through everything perfectly. Well, we're going to go ahead and end this today's episode here. I'm so thankful for my Josie who I love. I think, I hope that you guys are getting to know her and loving her as well. And I'm going to go ahead and add her social media in the podcast notes. So you can give her a follow because one of her gifts as she says she had many, she does have many. One of her gifts is the gift of encouragement. And whether it's moving her body and working out or getting healthy or sharing the spiritual messages that she's getting from God, from God's word with others, it's, it's just a beautiful feed that it's real and authentic and not perfect, but it points you perfectly to a perfect God. And I love that
0: about you. And you know what he's, he, he is there. You have to just slow down and listen to him and Life will always have struggles. He never said life was going to be perfect. He never said it was going to be easy. He's never said that I'm going to fix this for you. He just said, I'm going to be there for you. And that's what we have to keep in mind. How can we continue to live every day knowing he is there? And how can we react in a positive way to continue living for him? Amen. Keep that in mind. Amen. Thank you for having me. Thank you thank you for everybody for taking the time and listening thank you so
1: much and we will see you check out our next episode if you haven't heard the first episode with josie then go back and listen to episode one now and next week we'll post episode three thank you for listening and i hope it encouraged you today if you don't follow us on social media faith with friends underscore podcast i hope that you will follow us and subscribe and like and share And I hope that you would take a minute and think about somebody who's struggling with their current circumstances. And would you send this to them and let them hear Josie's story and be encouraged? Until next time, friends. Thanks
0: for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?